Welcome everyone. Let's, uh, let's read the scripture today. Would you all stand wherever you are? Let's all stand and let's read the passage from Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 4. Colossians chapter 4, uh, verse 2 through 4. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message, so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. This is the word of law. You may be seated. Okay, uh, I titled this message as How Should We Live? How should we live? Uh, this is a question I often ask as a Christian. How should I live in this hostile uh, society or, or uh, world uh, as a Christian? Uh, when you look at the church history, uh, there were nonstop persecution against the church. And the world was not generous to church and still is not generous to church. And we, may, we hear all kind of negative comments about church and Christianity. You know, people make fun of Christians. Uh, we may really not feel that much, but when you're in the circle of Christians, and especially when you hear the news from outsiders, you know, they are very nasty. They're saying the very negative words toward Christians and church, and especially in Korea, too. And uh, most of what they're saying is not really true. Uh, they love to generalize things, and they say, you know what, this is a Christians, and that's not really true. And we've been hearing that, so no big deal. But what if what they're saying is true? I guess we need to uh, repent to the Lord, right? And same time, we may have to ask for forgiveness to the world if we have made a mistake. Jesus called us to be the salt and light of the earth. Is it easy to be a salt and light of the earth? It's not. It's not easy to be the salt and light of the earth. And, and uh, I think the church of Colossians, they've been, you know, gone through difficulties, and I'm sure they ask the same question. How should we live in this secular world? How can we live this hostile uh, under persecutions and difficulties? Uh, I think I mentioned it earlier that uh, the land of the Colossian church, they experienced financial difficulty due to the earthquake. Earthquake hit the land and they, many of them lost their jobs. And the cultic, the teaching permeated to the church and they spread confusing message. So within a church, they had a hardship due to the cultic teachings and due to the financial difficulties. I, I think that's why uh, today's message can be very relevant to us. We're going through kind of, kind of confusing time, right? Uh, because of the pandemic they were facing today. And Paul, Paul is challenging us. This is the way you're supposed to live when you go through difficulties. 
And I, I want to, I want, my first point is going to be cover almost half or two-thirds of the message today. First point, and I, I would say main point is devote yourself to prayer. When you go through these difficult times, Paul is challenging us. You got to devote yourself in prayer. Let's read the verse 2 again. Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Devote yourself to prayer means pray without stopping. Pray without ceasing. Pray with a commitment and loyalty. Prayer is essential thing. We hear the essential and non-essential stuff these days a lot, right? But prayer is essential for us. Listen to one of our KM members. Uh, he opened up uh, Boba Time. I think that has the, some relationship with Justin's uncle, or, yeah, right? And uh, I, they opened up another one uh, in the city of El Monte. So Pastor David and I and a few of our church members went there and had a great opening, grand opening service. Every time I visit grand op- when I, whenever we have grand opening service, I, I ask God for the passage. Lord, what should I share? And, and that's a uh, grand opening service. God gave this passage, John 16, 24. This is the passage that I memorized it, that I uh, preached many times. I knew this passage so well. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your job will be completed. And I, I, I wanted to share this passage. While I was sharing this passage, I think I, was, I felt like God was speaking to me. It was actually a message for me, not only for them, but it was a message for me. I felt like I was telling me, hey, you know what? You've been offering many prayers. As a Christian or as a pastor, you've been praying a lot, but I'm going to upgrade your prayer. That was kind of challenge that I received. Maybe God is challenging us. As we go through this pandemic you know, time, difficult times, God is challenging us. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm going to upgrade your prayer, time, prayer life. And he's telling us, devote yourself in prayer being watchful and, 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 and thankful. Why should we offer a prayer uh, being thankful? Why? Because he's going to answer our prayer, right? We can give God thanksgiving in advance because when we pray, he answers us, right? So when we offer our prayer, we have to offer our prayer being thankful. And also, why should we offer our prayer being watchful? Because we are engaging spiritual battle. You know, though we think we live just ordinary life, no, no, it's not ordinary life. We're living in, you know, engaging spiritual battle. Spirit, spiritual battle is taking place in our Christian lives. That's why we have to offer our prayer in, uh, in a watchful manner. First uh, Peter uh, 5 8 said, Be self controlled and be alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. We need to be alert, be watchful, and offer our prayer. When you look at the gospel, uh, Jesus went up to the Garden of Gethsemane and prayed, right? And he took his disciples, Peter, James, and John. Jesus offered prayer in agony. I mean, he literally, he was agonizing while he was offering his prayer. He fervently offers prayer, yet his disciples, they fell asleep. You know the story, right? I have a question. Why did they fall asleep? I mean, their master, 
He was in, in, in agony. I'm agonizing in offering his prayer. I mean, could they just wait for even an hour to pray together with him? Why didn't they fall asleep? Why did they fall asleep? My assumption is this. They didn't know the heart of Jesus Christ. Disciples, they didn't know the heart of Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus was offering prayer. He was seeking God's will, yet they didn't know what was God's will. They didn't know the heart of God. They didn't know the heart of Jesus. See, that's the difference between our prayers and Jesus' prayer. When we pray, we often offer our, our wills. That's why our prayers can be like powerless. That's why Christian living itself can be like, you feel like emptiness in living in Christian life. That's why we usually give up our prayer. Even if we offer, prayer, offer our prayers and simply give up if there's no answer. I think very important for us to seek God's will. John Piper once said, prayer is not designed as an intercom between us and God to serve the domestic comforts of the saints. It is designed as a walkie-talkie for spiritual battlefields. It is a link between active soldiers and their command headquarters with its unlimited firepower and air cover and strategic wisdom. When you understand this, when we understand this power of prayer, you can pray the locks of people's heart. So whenever we offer our prayer, we have to seek God's will in our prayers, not our own you know, wills. But what is God's will? Let me show one verse. 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy 2, 3 and 4. This is good and pleases God our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come in knowledge of the truth. That's the will of God. God wants every one of us to come to the knowledge of the truth, to receive this powerful message of our Lord Jesus Christ. But what is the reality? This is the reality here. 2 Corinthians 4, 4, 4, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So the reality is this, that this God of this age blind people's minds. So many of us spiritually blind, and we have to break the bondage by the power of prayer. We need to pray for our family members and friends who haven't opened their spiritual sight. God will answer our prayer, especially when we pray for our family members and close friends' soul for their spiritual being. Paul knew the power of intercessory prayer. That's why he asked church members to pray for him on today's text, verse 3, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chain. Paul was writing this letter to Colossians. He was in prison, but he didn't ask church to get him out of prison, but that the gospel message may preach even though he was in prison. Paul knew the heart of God. 
Dr. S.G. Golden said, uh, the greatest thing anyone can do for God and man is pray. He said, it is not the only thing, but it is the chief thing. The great people of earth are the people who pray. I do not mean those who talk about prayer, nor those who say they believe in prayer, nor yet yet those who can explain about prayer. But I mean those who take time to pray. Let us take a time to pray, especially in this season, difficult seasons. George Mueller, uh, he was one of the prayer warriors. Uh, he prayed for his friend to come to the Lord for 40 years. Yet, he couldn't see him coming to the Lord. But on his George Mueller's funeral service, his friend came to know the Lord. Uh, I mean, I want to hear this kind of testimony among us. I'm going to make second and third point pretty uh, quick. A second point is this. How should you live? Be wise in the way you act. Verse 5, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Uh, make the most of every opportunity. We need to be, I guess we need to be wise, especially dealing with outsiders, those people who have hostile spirit toward Christianity. Sometimes we are not being wise, that's why we're losing people. Uh, Gandhi of India once said, I do not reject Christ. I love your Christ. It is just that so many of you Christians are so unlike your Christ. I think this is the result of not being wise. Sometimes we misrepresent our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Notice the expression, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. How many of you guys seen the movie Dead Poets Society? It's all movie. You gotta spend, I mean, you gotta watch this movie this week. This is a great movie. Bobby William, one of my favorite actors, but he, I mean, he, he died, right? And he was taking the role of Mr. Kit, uh, Kitting at, as a high school teacher, private school teacher. You know, he, one, one of the things he, he said, uh, seize, seize the day boys, seize the day boys, make your life extraordinary. Make your life extraordinary. If we are Christian, you're already extraordinary, right? You are different. Why? Jesus lives in us. King of kings and Lord of lords, he lives in us. Isn't that something? We are naturally supernatural. And supernaturally natural. That's us. Every day, we can show to the world that we are extraordinary. If someone strikes your right cheek, what do you do? Turn the other one, right? If someone asks you to walk together with you for one mile, what would you do? Huh? Two miles? What about five miles? What about ten miles? People think, you are crazy. Yes, we are crazy. We are crazy for Jesus. We are extraordinary people. Can you pray for your enemy? I mean, you know, world standard, they want to kill the enemies, right? But... Jesus teach, I mean, he, he taught us, you got to pray for your enemies. You have to love your enemy. That's us. But can we do that? Of course we can do that. I can, but Jesus can through me, right? Through us. And third and last point is this. 
How should you live? Let your conversation always be full of grace. Verse 6, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. We have to give answers to those who ask for spiritual matter. What would be the answer? I would say Jesus Christ is the answer, right? He's the answer. We may not have all, all the theological answers, but if we begin to live differently, that would be most powerful answer. Because action speaks louder than the words, right? If someone asks you, what is your secret? How come you live like crazy? <laughs> How come you look so happy all the time? What's the secret? You just point to Jesus Christ. It's not about us. It is what Christ has done for us and what he's doing in our lives. Tell him Jesus. Let Jesus shows and lives through you. When you open your mouth, let Jesus speaks. In order for us to do that, we need to fill with Jesus Christ every day, right? I mean, he's in you. He's in us. Let him take control. If, we, if I try to control over my life, I'll get exhausted sooner or later. So tiring. I mean, this is tired life. But when he begins to take over your life, when you allow him to take over your life, he's going to give you strength and he's going, he's going to manifest himself through us. It's not about us. Christianity is all, all about Jesus Christ. Let him work through you. Okay, I'm going to conclude my message today. Verse 5, be wise in every, uh, the way you act toward outsiders. Let me ask you, is there any outsiders among your family members? Is there any outsider among your friends? Outsider means people who haven't experienced the grace of God yet. That's outsider. Don't try to you know, cut them off. They are not uh, haven't experienced the grace of God yet. That means sooner or later they will experience the grace of God because of you. I think this is a perfect opportunity God has given us. This is a pandemic, right? This is the tough, I would say toughest time that, like, that we are going through, especially if you're living in the 21st century right now. This toughest moment, and this is the moment that we can present Jesus Christ to the people. So many people out there, they're lost. Many of them have questions about their spiritual matters. I think this is a perfect opportunity for us. So, be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let us share the goodness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? So, uh, when you open up church again, many people can come and worship the Lord. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Lord, help us to devote ourselves to prayer. Help us to be wise in the way we act. Help us to use our words to share good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Bless your church, Lord. In Jesus' name, pray, amen.